Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Papua New Guinea cricket captain Asad Vala reflects on a stint in Hong Kong. And Fiji football's new CEO talks professional leagues and World Cup aspirations. But first, Fiji Hockey says it needs more exposure and more frontline matches if it's to improve on the world stage. The Fiji men finished bottom at the World Hockey League event in Dhaka in Bangladesh after losing all six matches. Captain Hector Smith Jr. says it was a steep learning curve. It was a good uh, learning experience for us as well because we had a couple of young uh, debutants in the team that uh, came away with actually their six international test uh, matches uh, from this tournament. So um, with, uh, with that experience, uh, it's something that we hopefully inject into and uh, carry on the development in our sport at home. And uh, definitely we gained a uh, from that uh, very few games, we really picked up on our uh, errors that we had in uh, them. And uh, definitely we came out strong in this last one. And we were actually up ahead in the first quarter. Uh, unfortunately, let it slip away yeah, towards the end. You know, obviously every game's been pretty tough for you guys, but uh, to, to take that lead early uh, in the match must have been, uh, you know, a, a good a good boost, a, a good feeling. Yes, it definitely was, and um, everybody came out firing, and uh, with that, it really got us uh, up uh, our heads up, and uh, we were really pushing. I obviously didn't go away, but uh, definitely, I mean, the fight that the boys had in the game was really evident for us. When you lose some of the games that you did, you know, we're talking 17-0, etc., what what do you take out of a result like that? Obviously, it's pretty tough to be a part of, but, uh, you know, are there things you can learn out of that? I think we just really need to uh, figure out ways of um, getting more analysis on our games, maybe getting more technical, because uh, other teams have uh, guys that are cameramen up on the stands and then speaking to each other, something that we, we haven't done yet. So we're looking into that and also to uh, to try and figure out what other ways we can improve our skills because unfortunately we don't get that type of international uh, level games. But uh, hopefully we can uh, try and uh, input that into our games back at home and uh, get better. When was the last time that the national team played a test match? It, uh, we had one uh, just last year, around about October, but it was against uh, New Zealand, Australia and uh, Samoa. We find it, it's, that one is a bit of a, more of a real uphill battle because uh, going against New Zealand and Australia, obviously is, uh, you know, uh, coming in the top five, it's quite difficult, um, but we were thinking uh, like if we were able to get more games uh, with teams that are not that highly ranked, but they would uh, give us that uh, international uh, games that will be a bit uh, realistic to our, our so You're playing against a whole bunch of countries over the last week or two that you know you normally wouldn't come up against, a different style of hockey as well, a, a different location, just all those yes. new sorts of experiences. Yes, that's right. Yeah, when you come in against those teams, then you really then you realise that um, there's a whole new uh, type of uh, style of uh, hockey that goes around. It's difficult, but it's something that's achievable. I think we just need to get exposed to it more often. Unfortunately, um, I guess like everyone else, funding is an issue. that uh, makes it quite difficult for us to get uh, to these areas to get that international exposure. But coming away from this tournament, definitely we'll take it as a learning curve for us and hopefully we can get, uh, take it back home and uh, implement it into our development side. I know that last time there was no team from the Pacific that was able to go to round two because of finance. I think Fiji won those tournaments and wasn't able to go and, and then Papua New Guinea was the same. So that was a couple of years ago, right? 
That's correct. That's correct. So, so I mean, this time around, at least you found the funding to to get there this time. But as yes. you say, I guess it's a, an ongoing challenge. The only way we can improve ourselves is actually to participate in tournaments like this. Yes, it's hard, but um, without that, this type of experience, we cannot really gauge where we are in the world. And like coming away from this tournament, we definitely know that we need to work even harder. And like I think there's uh, certain technologies that we might need to invest in to you know like help assist uh, mon- uh, to analyze our games because I, I I can see everybody's doing it and we still uh, yet to tap into that. So what is the next international sort of competition for Fiji? Uh, is there something in the you know Oceania or Pacific region that, that's coming up? There's a tournament, uh, the uh, World Cup qualifiers that will be held in Sydney, which will be uh, New Zealand, uh, Australia, and uh, Vanuatu. That would be the next challenge that we would have. As for the World Series, this actually is the last uh, World Series that will be held. They're actually stopping it, so they, they won't be uh, like uh, this is like another way of actually qualifying. So they they, they actually will be having the last few uh, World Series uh, games going on. And now it will be uh, looking at uh, every, uh, like the World Cup qualifiers, but it will be against New Zealand, Australia, and uh, one other Pacific Island team. So that means even less games at the top level for a country like Fiji? Yes, unfortunately, yes. Something that management and uh, our management is, uh, was thinking of was trying to see if there was uh, the, the Asian region, because it's, uh, um, like, financial, finance-wise, it would be something maybe to look at, to go and uh, have uh, games again in that particular area, because the travelling would be much easier, and because uh, the, the countries are close by, and then see how it works out that way. I think, I think we, we just need more exposure in order for us to improve our hockey at home. That's the Fiji men's hockey captain, Hector Smith, Jr. Papua New Guinea cricket captain Asad Vala says he loved every bit of playing alongside some of the sport's biggest stars in the Hong Kong T20 Blitz. The 29-year-old featured in all four round-robin games for the Galaxy Gladiators Lantau, playing alongside the likes of Kumar Sangakara and Jesse Ryder in a team mentored by West Indian great Brian Lara. The Gladiators only managed one win from their four matches and missed out on a place in the final, but the Barramundi's skipper, Vala, says it was a great experience. Unbelievable. Being in the dressing room with Sangakara, Kuma, Lara, Jesse Ryder, some of the other guys, and also playing against some of the international stars in Nisbah, Femi, is unbelievable. You know. A really great experience for me. Learned a lot. And did you talk to those players regularly and just ask them questions and pick their brain? Yeah, that's what I did. And been been around them all the time, asking questions and which is really good, you know. They helped me a lot with my game, and how can I improve? Really good. Um, I just they gave so I'm pretty happy with the experience I had in Hong Kong. Was there anything you just noticed playing alongside players of that caliber that that you know you thought, oh, you know that's not bad. That I'll try that, or anything you just picked up that that stood out from you about you know what players like that do on a cricket field? They had a lot of time. You know, they knew what to do. They all their routines. They just followed them, and everything was just fell in place, and the performance just picked up. Itself. I just watching them how they prepare, what they do to perform in a game, and you know, just second and watching those um, big boys do what they do. And uh, you played for the Galaxy Gladiators. How did that opportunity come up? Because, of course, you're the first Papua New Guinea player to um, play in a professional competition. I came up while we were in Hong Kong, series last year against them, late, late, late November, I think, and got a call from Charlie. So I was interested, and 
I said yes, but that's when I got the opportunity to go and play in Hong Kong. And um, Asad, you managed to pick up a few wickets. You were quite useful with the ball. Uh, you possibly didn't score as many runs as you would hope, but how did you feel about your own performance? I probably bowled better than I batted, but you know, I was happy with the way I performed. You know, it was the first time playing in a professional competition. I was really happy with how I did against some good players. So. And does that give you confidence, having performed against players of that calibre, that you know, when you go back to play for the Barramundis and if you have another opportunity like this in future, that, that you could do that again and, and, and possibly improve? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it is, I was probably overwhelmed with people around me. And, you know, but you know, with the experience I've got, I'll probably be in a better place you know, next time I'm given an opportunity to play in another competition like that. And you're the current captain of the Papua New Guinea men's team. So, uh, I mean, did you feel a bit like an ambassador for Papua New Guinea cricket? Did did people ask you about the Barramundis and, and what you guys are up to? They asked the question about what we've been up to, what we're doing. And, you know, it's really good. Those international stars have been asking questions about what, what, what the shit countries are doing, which is really good as well. And um, are, are there some teammates in your PNG Barramundis team that you think would be capable of making the same step up and being involved there that you think could do well at a competition like that? Definitely. We've got a lot of good players, a lot of good um, quality cricketers here with, and, uh, under the coaching of um, Deepak Patelana. If even the opportunity, they can put themselves on the big stage. I guess it's all about opportunities and um, one opportunity for the Barramundis coming up is this tour of the UAE. Another important one with World Cricket League matches, Intercontinental Cup matches. You guys are in a, a pretty good position at the moment. Um, you know, what's the what's the approach to that tour? Are you looking forward to it? So we we've been pushing really well in the um, one days, but we're second at the moment. You know, the two big games coming up for us in the World Cricket League. You know, two away games really big for us. If we get we get some good results there, uh, you know, we can put a lot of focus on the other team. What we uh, what we are doing, you know, because we lost our first two games and these. We've come back, bounced back and won six in a row. So we put ourselves second, but you know, one day we don't want to take it like this. We just want to win every game we play. So I thought, even though they're below us, we just want to play the best cricket we can, get the results we want. That's the PNG cricket captain, Esad Vala. Fiji Football has a new CEO with big plans, including the launch of a fully professional domestic league. Mohamed Youssef began his tenure at the start of the month, replacing Bob Kumar, who's stood down after 29 years' service as an administrator, secretary and chief executive officer. Yusuf also has a long association with football in Fiji and says part of his contract involves the reforming of the whole organisation. I played club-level football in Fiji. Then I became an administrator of a club. 1988, we were undefeated, Grand Slam winners. Then in 1990, I became a vice president of Fiji FA. And basically from 1993, I was the director of Fijian national teams until 2007, before I moved to New Zealand. 2008, in May, Sydney Opera House, I was awarded FIFA out of merit for uh, my develop my work done in, in uh, developing Pacific football, uh, and uh, the fact that I was a match commissioner in the FIFA World Cup to qualifying uh, matches in uh, Honiara when there was the ethnic tension and football united the people there. You know, I was still uh, attached to Fiji football as their overseas liaison executive. And as a result, uh, we have managed to mobilize the ex-Fijian people living in New Zealand, Australia, America, and Canada. And they have formed uh, various Fiji associations. Mohammed, obviously Bob Kumar announced he would be 
stepping down uh, late last year and, and obviously you've taken over the reins from him. Uh, what attracted you to the role of CEO and, and what do you see as the biggest challenges uh, in your job? We need to move up another step in terms of uh, administration, in terms of going uh, to play professional football uh, in 2019 or 2020. And that's where I'm trying to work and get a get a franchised, uh, fully televised league for Fiji football, which will be on a professional basis. So I'm working towards that, um, and target is to get it off the ground by 2020. So that would be a fully professional national league? National League based in Fiji. Financially, how do you achieve that? Because I guess that's the biggest challenge is uh, enough revenue to, I guess, you know, pay these players effectively a wage they can live on. Oh, yeah, we're trying to encourage the business house here, business community, to buy into these uh, at least six franchises, similar to the A-League, and then we run fully televised matches uh, for about 14 or 15 weeks program and then come up with a winner. So would this replace the current National League or would this be in addition to that? When we intend to kick off, it's going to be in addition to the current Vodafone Premier League. But eventually this professional league should take over this to our Premier League. So can current clubs, the likes of Arewa, the likes of Bar, etc., Nandi, would they apply to be a part of this new league or would it be new franchises? Yes, yes. They would be based in like Balotoka, Nandi, maybe Nitsuva, Rewa, and one in the north. So start off with six and then we can go up to over eight or ten. So the idea is to keep current clubs that already exist and not create new ones? Yes, yes, yes. But the, for that league, the business house will, will own the, the franchise. They will um, buy the rights to have uh, their naming rights and all. They will then uh, run this team and pay the players and then they can uh, make money by gate-takings, merchandising and, of course, television. And, and would the idea be for clubs from this new professional league to take part in the O-League? Ultimately, uh, the, we will decide on that. If that happens, then we'll be very competitive in the uh, in the Oceania Champions League. And uh, obviously Roy Krishna is the best-known Fijian player at the moment, playing here in Wellington, where I'm talking to you from, obviously for the Phoenix, and, and doing very well, and he's the captain of the national team. Uh, is this national league, this professional league, is that a key way you believe that you know more Roy Krishnas can come out? Obviously people want to know where the next Roy Krishna is going to be in the A-League or another competition. Is this the the avenue you think that will, will help find those players? Exactly. This is the the, the way we will have more, more recreationists and players will be valued, you know, and they, they will earn a living and they will commit full-time for football. And then, you know, at the moment, Fiji players do walk outside in the afternoon, come and train and play this top-level club football. Uh, it is taking a toll on them. And when... We do create this um, professional league or semi-professional league. These players will be virtually playing football full-time. And uh, and we then uh, anticipate uh, that uh, they'll upskill themselves and then play top-level football. It's obviously been a very big few years for Fijian football, uh, the Under-20 World Cup here in New Zealand, the Rio Olympics. Uh, so how, how do you build on that? What's the next step? Our development program is a fully fleshed one uh, with a lot of FIFA funding. Uh, we are now going as low as under 14 leagues uh, uh, and trying to have uh, certified coaches 
looking after these young kids so that come 2026 we, we should be a very competitive nation in terms of FIFA World Cup qualifiers. And uh, Mohammed, there's obviously some very important World Cup qualifiers happening very shortly in Lautoka and in Wellington. Uh, how do you feel about Fiji's chances? We have got a new uh, professional coach from France trying his best to change the whole attitude, change the whole system of play. And uh, uh, at the moment, the team is in camp, training in Suva. Uh, although there's a couple of players now committed to the Champions League in Tahiti, and Roy will fly in after their game against uh, Western Sydney Wanderers on the 19th. He flies in on the 20th, and then he's got a week to gel them up, and uh, we should have a competitive team. And uh, just finally, throughout your long involvement with Fiji football, obviously replacing Bob Kumar, uh, I know he's still going to be involved in, in various ways, but uh, you know, what would you say Bob Kumar's legacy is for Fiji football? I, I think he's one of the longest-serving CEOs under FIFA. You know? <laughs> the guy has done well under the circumstances. He's got a very good board members who guide him, and uh, we'll still uh, use him on a part-time basis to go and educate our clubs and how they should be professionally run and uh, that they comply with all the statutes and regulations that we dish out. That's the new Fiji Football CEO, Mohamed Youssef. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.